Welcome to MedMalCast. This is Melissa Updike, the Executive Director for Kentuckiana Medical Reciprocal Risk Retention Group. We're recording a series of podcasts to assist our insured physicians and providers in navigating the claims and litigation process. And we're here to hopefully make you your own best risk manager. Welcome to another episode of MedMalCast. Today, our topic is you've been sued for medical malpractice, don't panic. I'm Melissa Updike, the host of MedMalCast and the Executive Director for Kentuckiana Medical Reciprocal Risk Retention Group, better known as KMRRRG. We're a medical malpractice carrier insuring physicians and many other types of healthcare providers. Today, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Alan Tasman, and I want to talk about how to cope with the emotional and psychological impact of being sued for medical malpractice. Hello, Dr. Tasman. Good morning, Melissa. Dr. Tasman's not only the perfect person for this discussion because he's a physician and specializes in psychiatry, he's also the president of KMRRG. Dr. Tasman has a long list of credentials from his clinical practice to education and an academic healthcare setting. Dr. Tasman, tell the listeners a little about yourself. Well, I think the most pertinent things for our discussion today is not only having been the president of KMRRG for our entire existence, in which setting uh, you and I have worked through malpractice cases and dealt with more physicians than that, because often more than one physician may be the subject of a claim at one time. I was also a department chair, and in that setting, I dealt with my own faculty who experienced malpractice claims and worked personally with them. Probably the most important is that in my own clinical career, I've made mistakes that I thought were serious enough that they could have led to a malpractice suit. So I know what that feels like. Thank you. And I really look forward to our discussion today. And I know the listeners will really appreciate your perspectives. In our years of working with our insured providers, wouldn't you agree we've seen all sorts of reactions and really on opposite ends of the spectrum when someone sees their name on that formal complaint or subpoena because we know that going through this litigation process can cause stress and it triggers that psychological response. And let's face it, physicians and healthcare providers are in a profession to help people. And to be accused of harming someone, it can rattle even the most confident provider. Well, it's true that there are a whole wide range of responses And there's not really any such thing as the physician personality. But I think one characteristic that most every doctor I've ever come in contact with shares is a wish to do the best possible clinical work that we can. And we kind of have a belief if we just try our best and do everything in just the right way, things will turn out the way we want them to. 
And it doesn't take long in clinical practice to find out that's not true. But we come into medicine kind of with that point of view. We want to make people feel better. And we feel if we just learned enough and have the right skills and knowledge, we can do that. And we know it's not always true. And we know that sometimes, no matter how hard we try, we're going to make a mistake. Agreed. Some physicians just accept the fact that being involved in litigation at some point in their careers is just part of the job. But many physicians feel frustration, fear, anxiety, and some might even feel embarrassed about this litigation process. And they may have a negative self-image or feel negative about their profession. Many are in disbelief and flat out angry. So I really want this episode to help physicians and providers understand their reaction to being sued and how to manage that emotional impact of being sued. And I'd like for us to share some tips that we believe will help alleviate the stress of going through the litigation process. You know, I've already mentioned that we've seen, and you have too, Dr. Tasman, our fair share of lawsuits be filed against physicians and providers. And I mentioned that we've also seen all sorts of reactions, but to be more specific, you know, some get very angry and defensive, some get fearful, and some just let it roll right off and it doesn't bother them. Dr. Tasman, I'd like to go through a series of questions with you so we can give our listeners, our physicians and providers, some tools and some advice on how to work through this process and really understand that emotional and psychological state that they are going through. So if I can just start with what causes the wide range of reactions we see when a physician or provider learns they've been sued and named as a defendant in a case? There's a, there's a common aspect, no matter how everybody responds, which is that our professional identity is a very important part of our view and experience of ourself. If someone says to a doctor, what do you do for a living? What's your work? The answer is, I'm a doctor. Nobody says, I do work as a doctor. Same thing with lots of professions. Lawyers, teachers, you could go through many, many professions and people would say, I am a. That's different than somebody says, I work in whatever field, I work at whatever it is. Our identities are made up of all kinds of things. And one of them is the work that we do. When someone challenges the work that we're doing, that can easily be experienced as an injury or a stress on our own sense of who we are, our sense of ourself. I would say there are a couple of broad categories of what that might stir up. One is, as I said earlier, my own experience in making mistakes, is feeling guilty, feeling that we know we did something wrong. And that's a very specific kind of feeling. The other part of it 
is feeling potential shame that someone else knows about it. And either one of those basic feeling states can stir up any kind of emotional reaction. You could feel nervous, you could feel anxiety, you could feel stressed that somebody's going to find out. Now, when somebody files a malpractice suit, somebody has already found out something they think we've done wrong. Maybe we don't think we did, but they do. You can feel down in the dumps. You can start to feel worthless and useless. Or a combination of all those things. One very common reaction to feeling injured in this particular way, as, as if you're personally attacked. Nobody's personally attacking us, but it's a psychological reaction to our sense of self is anger. So there could be any range or any combination of feeling states. It's the rare doctor who has a malpractice suit, even in specialties in which they're very common. It's the rare doctor who doesn't have any emotional reaction and simply says, this is just part of my work. I agree with you on on all those points. Another question for you is, can the way a physician or provider responds to being sued help them or harm them in getting through this litigation process? Well, I think certainly that's the case, not only in this kind of a process, it's the case of anything in life. So there's a phrase that is used a lot in mental health circles these days called psychological resilience, meaning how well can you cope with stress? There's a whole continuum of that. Nobody is ever perfect, and almost nobody is completely incapable of dealing with stress. But for most of us, and we're in in a high-pressure profession, we're responsible for another person's life in one way or the other, whichever specialty we're in, somebody else's life depends on what we do. And that day-to-day is stressful. We may not experience stress because it's the work we picked and we knew this was part of it, but it is stressful. We're in a stressful profession and in the last two years, One of the things that we know has been a problem in healthcare for years has been the problem that we call burnout. You go home at the end of the day and you've had it. People say, I'm burned out. What is it? I've had it. I can't deal with the stress. Smallest little thing sets me off. I dread going to work. I dread coming home because I know I'm going to be in a bad mood. Burnout is a general problem in the healthcare field, and certainly for physicians, and certainly over the last decade, uh, doctors complain about what they think, what we think are the biggest causes of, of stress, too much bureaucracy now, electronic medical records, et cetera, et cetera. We don't get the respect that we think we should get 
with, with our profession. There's too much work. I already mentioned the COVID problem in the last two years. And the biggest is loss of control. These are all contributing factors when somebody does find that they're the subject of a malpractice complaint. So people come into it, maybe not already at our best. What can physicians and providers do to manage the psychological and emotional impact of what some feel is an attack on them personally, their work, their profession? And you've mentioned this addition of the burnout, and I can see where litigation and being sued only adds to the burnout in your profession. I think the most important thing is to remember that we're on your side. KMRRG was set up to defend you, to help you through this. The first thing is to make sure that you stay in good contact with whomever is working with you on your case. We have a terrific group of attorneys that we know well, we've worked with for years, and they're also on your side. So you have already a team of professionals with you, supporting you and working to have the best possible outcome. One of the difficult things with that is that legal cases take a long time, longer than they should. Even open and shut cases where we feel there's absolutely no malpractice and the case should be dismissed immediately, can take months or a year or two. Given that time period, it's important to know that we're supporting you all the way through that. That's the first important thing. The second is if you have a spouse or significant other, let them know what you're going through. Doctors tend to try to be stoic. We're taught at med school not to let our emotions get in the way of the work we're doing. If somebody's brought into the emergency room from a car accident and they're physically injured in some terrible ways. We can't let our feelings and emotional reactions to what that seems like to us get in the way of getting right to work and trying to save their life. Somebody comes into my office and said, Dr. Tasman, I've decided I'm going to kill myself. Somebody is doing an intricate operation or dealing with somebody who's just had a heart attack. There are all kinds of things that happen to us just in our daily lives that are very stressful and not what we do all day, every day. They're on the edge of high stress. Try to remember the things that you do to get through those. Sometimes people feel embarrassed to talk to a spouse about these things or a significant other, as if they're going to say, we did something wrong, we should feel guilty, you should be ashamed. I can't remember a time where that's actually been the response of, of a spouse or another close family member. 
Then there are the usual things that we tell people to do to, to try to stay as centered as, as we can. I've already mentioned staying connected with family, friends, colleagues. Try to stay grounded too. There's something outside of your work that you love. Try to make a little bit of time, even if it's only a few minutes every day, to do whatever that is. Don't forget to eat properly. Eat well, try to get some exercise. Try to get enough sleep. That's hard to do when you're upset, but it's even more important. One of the things that can happen, it's, it, it's not that uncommon, is that people start to get depressed, feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, feeling like you know you did something wrong, that somebody else is going to think you did something wrong. Those stress the way we feel about ourselves, and one response in some people is depression. So if you notice that your mood has changed, and maybe every day for two weeks or more, you're feeling down and or anxious and or angry. If your sleep changes, if you can't sleep, if you can't fall asleep, if you wake up too early, if you want to sleep too much, if you've lost your appetite and start to lose weight, or if you're eating more and you're starting to gain weight, if you've lost interest in the things that usually give you pleasure in your daily life, your work, your relationships, these are all warning signs of depression. And depression is one of the most common illnesses in all of medicine. About 20% of the population has an episode of diagnosable depression at some time in their life. That's a pretty common problem. And it's also one of the most treatable, either through medications, counseling, therapy, some combination. If you find yourself with the symptoms that I just described and you feel like you're getting depressed, let somebody who you trust know about it. There's plenty of help to be found for it. One of the most serious aspects of depression is thoughts of suicide. In a 2019 survey, 13% of physicians either thought about or attempted suicide. That's before the pandemic. Nobody's even done these surveys since. That, that's an emergency. And please let somebody know. All excellent points, Dr. Tasman. And I do hope that if any of our providers, physicians, anyone in our healthcare system that we ensure are still having issues or having feelings of depression, that they know we're here as a resource and that we want to help them work through that process. If it's about litigation or any other aspect of their career or daily life, 
we have resources that we can connect them with and we want all of our insureds to know that we're here to help them get through statistically greater than 75% of the time juries find for the physician when we go to trial. Many more cases get dismissed than settled, but that still doesn't mean that you can avoid the litigation process if you are sued or named in a lawsuit. A few things that I'd like to talk about and as a recap is work with us, don't disappear, be active in your defense, talk with defense counsel regularly, and defend your care. The more you work with us, the easier the process will be, and I guarantee you it will alleviate some of the stress and anxiety you might feel about the process. We'd like you to learn about the litigation process. We'll walk you through every step of it. We have licensed claims managers that will explain every step of the process. Trust us as your insurance carrier, your claims experts. We know this industry, and we know how to manage cases to get the best possible resolution, whether it be pre-litigation settlement, mediation, or defense all the way through trial. Our main takeaway here today is let us be a resource for you in however the litigation process may impact you. Dr. Tasman, any final comments from you? I'd just reinforce everything you just said, Melissa. And although it's not the topic of this podcast, I know there are other podcasts that address this, is we have a very robust set of risk management policies and procedures and educational tools that not only work for the physicians, but hospital staff, clinic staff, anybody who interacts with a patient in any way. And... While it's unavoidable certain times that a malpractice claim will be filed, the data that we've had since we started this company shows that the better physicians are aware of risk management policies, procedures, and issues, the less likely they are to be sued in the first place. That knowledge and that set of skills is equally important to try to prevent a malpractice claim. That is 100% correct. I always say you are your own best risk manager. The number one thing I want the listeners to take away is that we're here as your resource. If you get sued, call us, take a step back, allow us to schedule an initial meeting with you to address all your questions and concerns. We hope you enjoyed the discussion today. We hope you come back to MedMalcast for more episodes. This podcast can be found at kmrrg.com or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for listening to this episode of MedMalcast. Go to our website at kmrrg.com for more episodes or wherever you get your podcast.